0: How is everybody doing? Welcome back to the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. This is episode 98. My name is Miguel. Uh, Typically, this is when I say my friend P. Ross is with me, but he cannot make it today. But that's okay. I got a very special guest with me. Uh, I've known this guy for going on two years, I believe. I, I, I was a fan of his channel before I even had a YouTube channel. So he's been a huge inspiration for a lot of the things that I've done. And he is a fellow Hispanic... I guess more, more, more strategically uh, or more specifically Mexican because uh, we are from Mexico, but uh, his name is Fernando. He has two channels, one in English, Torreloj con Fernando, and the English channel, it is Collecting Vintage Watches. So with us and, and, and joining me today, Fernando. Fernando, how's it going?
1: Miguel, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a work in progress because I know we've spoken a few times. A lot of times. (laughs) uh, A lot of times. And for some (laughs) reason or another, we haven't, uh, we weren't able to make this uh, happen. But you know what? It's happening. So it's a pleasure to be here.
0: No, thank you so much. And and I know maybe one of the things that that didn't really align or work out is the fact that you were in Chicago. So it was three hours ahead from California, but now you're in Texas. So it's only two hours. So that makes a
1: huge difference. Maybe. Actually, no. Know. Chicago is still two hours. Central is it? Time. Oh, yeah. wow. Central Standard Time. So you you know what it, what it was that I, I was still working. I still... Oh, uh, watches weren't 100% of my job. And now got that it. watches are 100% of my job, I sit here in this uh, closet slash uh, office all day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got nothing but time now, you know, and, and a, break, a break to uh, talk to my good friends. It's always welcome.
0: No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, especially the day before Thanksgiving. This is such a uh, treat, and you know mm-hmm. they say we got to be thankful for for things in life. And I am thankful yes. to the watch community and people like you for taking time out of your your schedule to come with me. I'm sure you got better things to do, but here you are talking watches and talking a little bit about your journey. <laughs> so, hey, man, thank you.
1: No, thank um, you so, so much.
0: So I know what you're wearing. I think it's beautiful, but why didn't you let the people know what is on your wrist? I'm
1: wearing the light's going to reflect a lot. I'm wearing my Panerai, Pan uh, Pan Lu, Panerai Luminor Pan One One Four. Love this watch it's with beautiful. the white dial. The cheapest one Panerai has, but it's still with an ETA mm. movement, and okay. it, um, you know, it's pulls back, beautiful watch. The, the Codes of Geneva. It's a, it's just a watch that I, I love, and it's, it's not. Beautiful. A, it's a it's watch a that watch. I didn't have to learn to love. You know, oh, that, got that, it. which is a. Which is a big difference. I loved it from the beginning. When it's a watch that you have to learn to love, it's like, eh, you know, it's <laughs> it's so so. But this watch, I loved from the beginning.
0: So you hit a really good point with Panerai, right? So you mentioned the, the ETA movement, if I if I remember correctly and and understand a little bit of what's going on, is uh, Panerai is introducing in-house uh, calibers, and a lot of calibers. people don't really feel good about it because they they feel that uh, going up market and charging more money just doesn't make sense for Panerai especially because Panerai is not what it used to be so how do you exactly. feel about it
1: you know when i bought this watch and like i said 2 seconds ago it's the cheapest panerai there is okay i wanted to start small you know i wanted to start with the uh, with the uh, non-expensive watch which was still you know 3700 when i bought it that's, you know probably, <laughs> probably right now it's 2700 you know okay. uh but but it, it, it wasn't a world of money i just wanted the experience of panerai because i've never okay. owned one before Got and it. uh and, and when i bought this one you know i saw i saw the eta i saw the the, the way they worked this movement but I've known of a lot of shady things that Panerai, do, Panerai does, you know, <laughs> yeah. so my, my, the, the best thing I could tell you, if it's not a glass pack, uh, glass pack don't buy a Panerai, make sure you can see that movement, before, you know, if it's a solid seal uh, case back, it's, you know, they might be hiding some, something underneath, you know, but if you got a glass yeah. pack, go for it, it they're incredible watches.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's my biggest fear. I mean, I've seen Panerai's that are a little big for me. I know there's different sizes, but my biggest fear is buying a fake just because yeah. you hear horror stories. You know, even Panerai themselves couldn't even tell there was a fake at no. one point. Story, the no. story has it. But uh, it's a nice watch, man. It looks really, really nice on you. I love it. Um, what are uh, you wearing? Really, oh, man. So I just did a review on that. actually shot some B-roll. Black Bay 58. Uh, there it is. Black nice. Bay 58 um cool watch um i don't love it <laughs> i like it and I, I i think it's a great buy and a great value um i think hype has something to do with the reason maybe why i picked it up just because everybody's talking about it it's a great watch don't get me wrong but for me what the all the guilt is a little too much sometimes all the other all okay. gold accents but okay once they come out with a different colorway that really speaks to me I'll probably sell this and buy that um Bye. but the watch itself I mean it wears incredible it's beautiful movement is it keeps great time uh the clasp is incredible so yeah you know another colorway I think would probably do it for me but I just don't want people to think that I'm bashing this watch because it's an incredible watch in my opinion it's not a rolex right so if you're looking for a rolex don't don't and you don't, can't get one. Don't, don't. Do, tutor. don't yeah. do tutor Don't do Tudor. Don't do tutor yeah. But if you're looking for a great quality watch, a tool watch, a tool watch, which is Correct. what Rolex used to be, I recommend this watch 100% because the prices are still really good. And as a matter of fact, I did not. Fernando didn't tell me to say this, but I believe you have a Black Bay
1: for sale I right do. now, right? Okay. I do. And look at this beautiful box. This is Ooh. one thing. You don't get yeah. this with new tutor you the, don't, the, I
0: didn't get that. My, no, my you do not get this. Yeah, when, when no, you
1: open this up, man.
0: They didn't even include a strap with mine. What the heck? Yeah, they yeah, didn't. By the way, listeners, there he has a, a, a pre owned, right? Pre prion? prion 41 prion Black,
1: Black Bay 41. Yes, the ETA, the ETA Ooh, the
0: smiley face.
1: The smiley face. I don't know if you could appreciate wow, yeah,
0: it. yeah, yeah, we could see it, man. That's beautiful. One thing
1: that everybody could appreciate no rivets. Oh, I hate the rivets. I hate what the, how they did that on the. New I have rivets on here. <laughs> th- I have no idea why Tudor went with rivets, but I guess they wanted to make it look more like a tool watch or vintage. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they do, you know. But even though I love Tudor, this Tudor does nothing for me. You know, mm. if you want to see a Tudor that does something for me, so and this is only for me. Uh, God, I love this. This is a Tudor advisor. Seventy nine twenty six from nineteen fifty one. Oh my god! This is what makes it for me beautiful, wow. beautiful because they still make the advisor, and it's I think retail for seven thousand dollars.
0: That's insane,
1: you know. But this, it's it's just Man. so beautiful. Is, is that is from your personal collection? This is uh, uh, a watch I'm thinking about buying myself.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I own, it,
1: I own it, but I don't. But but it's not mine. It's a business. So oh, wow.
0: Did, did it have like a red second hand, or does it have red it, in there? No,
1: That's it's an alarm. It's an advisor. Oh, so, okay, okay. It has two crowns. Yeah, One crown for yeah, the yeah. alarm, and one crown for the time. So that is very the cool. red one. That's where you set the alarm.
0: That is so cool. Wow, isn't it? Yeah, and this
1: that's is awesome. what does it for me. Vintage is what does it for me. You know, that's that's my real passion, but you know, I know people want new, I know people want, uh, you know, modern. And I mean, you can't blame them. There's so, so, so many beautiful things in in the new market, you know, that why deal with old watches?
0: Right. Honestly, the, in the review that I'm, that I'm still working on, that's kind of the message that, that, that I, that my, that my video has, right. It's like, look, if you love vintage watches, like I love vintage watches, but you don't want to deal with the headache with the servicing and you actually want to wear your watch without, freaking out like i do then this is great for you because you get the best of both worlds are you going to get some criticism from people yes are you going to be happy with the full rivets probably not you know but whatever i mean yeah you could change the strap (laughs) you could (laughs) but i kind of defeats the purpose of the of the nice bracelet but i i like it i mean at first it kind of bothered me with the full rivets but after a while especially when you wear it you don't
1: you don't, you don't really feel them, them anymore you don't you don't, you don't feel them, them
0: anymore them. and and honestly this bezel i don't know if, if you got a chance to play with yours but oh yes oh yeah does, that bezel's does, nice
1: does your bezel automatically stop at 12
0: yeah yeah it yeah. has so it, it runs freely and, and when it gets to 12 you you kind of you kind of got push the lock yeah.
1: yeah isn't that something really nice yeah
0: yeah you no know? for sure for sure
1: and this and this is a value watch within the luxury market okay mm-hmm. everything i say about value is within the li- i mean because right now <laughs> there, there is no value in anything right correct so, yeah um you know th- when you could get a tutor for four thousand dollars under four thousand dollars and get get even though not a rolex but get somewhat rolex quality th- they're a great deal yeah they're a great but, deal.
0: and i mean they have the dna they're owned by rolex i mean in reality they it's, it's like saying well i have a name. toyota and a Lexus." yeah
1: you know? there you go great analogy yeah. right there you know so, but uh, uh right now we drive Toyotas, so that's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but uh, all right cool so why don't we so so people i i think with the with the words that you've been saying and, and, and things that you're showing us people can tell that you're a real watch guy and you actually know what you're talking about but why don't you give us a little bit uh, of an origin story and what got you into watch collecting and into
1: watches okay well I was born into the business uh, my dad an immigrant he immigrated here in 1959 so he started jewelry in the, in the mid-1960s okay. and I've been in jewelry all my life all my life wow. doing flea markets, doing shows. Before wristwatches, I if if you want to talk to somebody that remembers when wristwatches, when Rolex was basically nothing. I mean, I'm the guy to talk to because Rolex was it, it was a nice, good watch, but it wasn't uh, the the end all and be all. You know, because people were look as far as wristwatches. The the yeah. very few collectors that were in the 80s or 90s for wristwatches, they were looking for Hamiltons. They were looking for Gruen and Curbics. They were looking for Illinois. You know, they were looking for, for 100-year-old watches. They weren't mm-hmm. looking for modern watches, you know. So uh, pocket watches were the whole craze. You know, my dad was a pocket watch expert. I know nothing oh, about wow. a pocket watch. Ask me what a size 16 pocket watch is, and I'll show you a shoe. Because I have no idea what, <laughs> what what the sizes are on the pod watches, you know. So um, the 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 people back then that's what they collected, you know, real vintage uh, watches, not not just Rolex. The community has changed 360. Now it's a Rolex community number one. You know that's that's what uh, yeah. drives the market, and uh, and everybody else follows. But let me keep on um so i grew up in the market global uh grew up at a flea market when i was seven years old i was in charge of straps so i had to uh wow. i had to switch out straps my 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 dad was doing so many other things and my mom and my sister so i was the guy changing out straps That's uh cool. when i was seven eight years old um did jewelry for for a while then I, I wanted to learn to do watches so i basically learned myself how to do watches you know and uh and I've been doing it ever since. I only work on my watches. I only do my pieces. I don't do anybody else's pieces uh, quite frankly anymore. you know but um but yeah it's 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 a great hobby, it's a great career, you know and um, and I'm, I, I love it. Do you remember it. your first watch? My first I actually just gave it to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first watch I fixed. okay, not my first watch, but okay. the very okay. first the the very first watch I fixed. I gave it to my daughter as a graduation gift because uh, I, I thought I, you know, it was a special moment for her and something that meant a lot to her, uh, right. graduating uh, from high school. And the watch probably it, it was it's an old Sada chronograph, but nobody knows the brand, uh, a Lander on forty eight. But that's the very first watch I, I ever I ever decided to take apart and put fully together, you know. But wow. as far as my first watch from from childhood, I, I it was probably a Seiko. Uh, a seiko analog watch because back in 1981 if you wanted an lcd seiko they were eight nine hundred dollars right you know and back then the craze and i have one i happen to have one boulevard aquatron this was the craze when i was growing up oh yes you had one of these and and you were the man you know boulevard aquatron was the was the watch of the future Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody knew nobody knew about technology back then, you know? So if you could have something that was running at a high beat and, um, and use batteries, that that was it. That That's was so it back cool. then. Yeah, man, I've been doing so this cool. for a while.
0: Yeah, no, I, I could tell. And I appreciate that because when I came into the, into the collecting thing, collecting space, a little over six years ago, Rolex was already Rolex, right. And it was all about, Oh, you can't get them and this and that. And, and i was like what 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 is this all about right and that's all i've known about watches right so yeah. to hear stories from you from other people about rolex and say yeah they were good watches but they weren't what they are now you could pick them up you could pick them up back in the day for maybe a few hundred bucks like pre owned like um yeah they weren't back, they weren't what they are now
1: back in the day they were they, no i mean let me show you another watch and i was I, I have it here because i was i was telling my kids this and my kids are old you know my kids are probably older than you but uh this is uh, a tackle your aqua racer from the early 2000s so and i was telling my kids i remember when i traded one of these for an explorer too no no straight up yes what (laughs) straight up you know i had the aqua racer beautiful brand new watches and uh the the guy the guy gave me an explorer for uh, explorer 2 you know uh polar just Dang. straight up for, for the watch that's how that's much crazy. rolex was you know that's, that's how much crazy. rolex was, and it's it's a crazy market and it's been a crazy ride it's been a roller coaster but it's been a roller coaster with uh with the rolex theme all the way up you know what
0: so let me ask you because obviously i've asked a lot of people but they always kind of have different answers right but you know the market better than a lot of people because you've been in it so long what 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 happened to Rolex? Like, why did it become so popular and so unattainable? What 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 did it? Was it social media? Was it what what was it? Crazy collectors with a lot of money buying everything
1: up. I mean, I think it was just YouTube. Because before before Rolex, it it would it had a big following base, but within within certain collectors that would trade between them, you know. And mm-hmm. and when social media came out, and and you know, Rolex, Rolex. Uh, you could say it's it's a uh, it's a mid tier watch with uh, upscale PR. You know, <laughs> so th- it's it's what it is. It's what it is. I, I'm not gonna bash Rolex because I you know I've made money with them in the past. Now nobody makes money with Rolex, but uh, but uh, it's you know YouTube is what made them. YouTube, Instagram, definitely. Uh, now TikTok, I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But whatever is evolving, you know, and and Rolex has a chance to be there. They're going to be there. Yeah,
0: that's a fair assessment. And I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I I was into watches, but it wasn't until I saw YouTube that I got Really into watches, way too much, you know, and and like way too much, like on the deep end. (laughs) And it was all thanks to TGB, but, but uh yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Well, with that said, I mean, I'm I'm curious to know what's in your collection. Obviously, there's a bunch of pieces you just showed me, but I don't know which ones are for sale, which ones are in your actual collection. So, if you don't mind, just kind
1: of walking us through your collection. I've toned down my collection to watches that I really wear, you know. So. I, I, ha- I have two tiers I have like I, I call them in Spanish my watches of uh, that go to war which are my Seiko's, my mm. my Seiko patty my Seiko monster um you know watches that that I take to do anything and everything and I don't care if, if they get scratched thing or or, or whatnot cool you All know right with them but and in, in my let's say in my Sunday night going out collection you know I'll have like my my Panerai, I have a Rolex date with with a bark bezel. So when they ask me oh, cool. why, why is that so special for you, I'm like, if you could show me another Rolex date, not a date just another Rolex date with a bark bezel, I'll I'll, I'll give you ten dollars. You know, because <laughs> there is no other one. There I've never seen one. You know, I've never seen another Rolex date, 34 millimeter, not the 36. You know, because 34 there's plenty with the bark bezel and uh, and uh, obviously, presidents. There's plenty of them with the, with the right. bark bracelet and the bark bezel, but a solid gold 14 karat made for the American uh, market for uh, with, with that bark bezel. I've never seen it. So that Rolex is very special to me. And I have a 1970s Nos Omega. Nothing fancy, just a square 14 karat gold watch. Obviously, cool. you're gonna you're, you're gonna notice that I'm way into gold watches. So yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, that's that's a that's a, a piece that I, I absolutely love. The other day, I was buying and selling, I bought a uh Balmist here Kaplan, I, I just had to keep it. You know, the oh, quality cool. the quality of Balmist here is beyond rolling, to be honest with you. The quality really? of those watches is just amazing. The uh, the, the movement, it's just an ordinary Vulture 7750. But it's just okay. an incredible watch, you know. The bracelet—I think it's the most comfortable. Because everybody brags about comfortable bracelet. Omega has a comfortable bracelet. Uh, this one has a comfortable bracelet. The the Baume is here Kaplan with the metal bracelet. I think it's the number one bracelet there is, you know. And uh, and even Omega with their new Speedmasters, they just did a lot of links. They they you know they shortened the link and they they did multi links. So so it would it would be more comfortable with right. for the Speedmaster. Paul Messier did this in the mid 2000s, you know, multi-link bracelets to be, you know, to hug the, the, the wrist just perfectly. You know, so that's another one in my personal collection. And I'm sure there's more, but I can't remember. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have a lot, but that's
0: cool. I mean, it, it's refreshing to hear different things in your collection i know you mentioned the seiko patty i've been following your channel for a while that's something you got for father's day if i remember yes. correctly yes if
1: i remember correctly yes and then i got another one for uh for birthday but oh, uh
0: cool. cool cool cool
1: yeah but that, that seiko patty srpa i'm terrible with reference numbers terrible with reference number <laughs> srpa 21 i think it's it's i think it's my favorite watch to do anything and everything with that watch you know that's it's a pepsi it's bezel
0: a, if i remember correctly right pepsi
1: bezel you know when uh this watch is still from when um, uh, Seiko was doing things right. You know now Seiko, I think, are doing things extremely wrong, and Seiko is forgetting about the people that made them. You know they they want to go more upstream, more upscale, and you can't get a you can't get an ISO diver anymore from Seiko for under what do you want to say five hundred six hundred dollars?
0: Probably more, because now it's into the Prospect series, right? So it's with it's the Prospect really series. Yeah.
1: So, so, so you, you, you can't get an SKX like you could, like you could in the good old days for ninety five to one hundred and fifty dollars, brand new. Yeah. You know that's what they that, that's what they would go for, and that's what made Seiko. You know those watches, those jingly watches, those watches that uh, everybody loved to criticize, but everybody wore. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I mean, look, so, and and there's a reason why Seiko is doing this because of the popularity of Seiko, right? And I mean you go on YouTube, put Seiko, bunch of videos show up. Your videos, my videos, everybody's videos. Everybody praises Seiko. Or if they don't praising it, they're talking bad about them, but everybody's talking about them, right? About
1: Seiko. Sure. So
0: yeah, I mean, I, I it's an interesting thing that's happening. I mean, even with Grand Seiko, right? I mean, back in the day they nobody knew what Grand Seiko was, mm-hmm. but now Prices yeah. are getting crazy for Grand Seiko's, you know. So yeah,
1: yeah, not you know, know man. and the, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I am not a Grand Seiko fan. If I got a little ladies' watch here, it's a little ladies' high beat, which is oh. a Grand Seiko. Okay, that's all it is because it's a high beat movement. Well, right here, you're not going to be able to see it, but right here in the bottom, it says high beat, and I, you know, I, I can't remember what frequency it beats to, but. uh
0: I think it was thirty six thousand it might
1: hype. be it, it might be you know so it it's basically a grand Seiko, but they were nothing back in the day, you know, and this new watch hype made Seiko, but Seiko is is trying to become some somebody in <clears throat> in, in a different community than the community yeah. that made them you know
0: yeah no i I agree i agree and and uh you know when I got my Seiko Prospects the SPB one four three absolutely love that watch right so it's over a thousand bucks and beautiful very, but
1: expensive
0: it is it is and the very first one that I got had a QC issue one of the hands and I don't think I ever talked about it but one of the hands the minute hands had like some little cutout or something. And you could see it. And especially if you get the macro, I mean, you could see it a lot. But even with the naked eye, you could see like a little trash in there and it just didn't sit well with me. So I exchanged it. And the new one is pretty good. But I'm like, yeah, a thousand bucks for a Seiko. Like that kind of hurt. But I mean, it's a nice watch, you know. And and something I really like about that specific one is that uh, they put this hardened material on the, on the case and the bracelet. And honestly, I've worn the crap out of that watch. And it doesn't have a lot of scratches and this black bay i hardly wear it and it's you could see the scratches on it so i'm like <laughs> yeah
1: but so let me ask you this Miguel: do you have a cheaper seiko uh less ex- least expensive chase yeah seiko?
0: yeah for okay. sure well i have my my i have the skx i have this okay. guy too i took it off the bracelet but sarb 033 absolutely oh, the sarb sir,
1: that, that's a classic that's a classic sarb sir. so do you feel the difference between this one and the thousand dollar Seiko? Honestly, Ye- I, I feel
0: the difference, but not a not a six hundred dollar difference. <laughs> not a six. That's what I was going to no. ask.
1: No, you said a six hundred dollar difference. No, you
0: know, no. Even the packaging was like not yeah. that great. To be honest with you, um, would I pay more? Yes, and that's why I did uh, because the dial is incredible and the the movement's a little better. Obviously, six r thirty five with the seventy hour power reserve. Um, bezel's actually really nice, but yeah, it is, it is, it is up there to be honest with you. But sure. I just really like the 62 MAS case so much that I was like, I yeah. want that watch. And the sizing, since it's a little bit smaller, it fits my, my smaller wrist like really it's nice, but okay. it's, it's, uh, I mean. Yeah, man, it's the, the 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 SPB. I think it's it's uh it's definitely cool. The Willard. I mean, I know they're going for over a thousand bucks now, so it's hard. One of the things that that Mark from Long Island Watch was telling us because we asked him about Seiko, how do you feel about Seiko going up market? He's like, no, 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 no. Let me stop you there. He's like, they're not going up market. They're correcting their pricing, and I'm like, how so? he goes if you go and look at the MSRP for all the old watches Seiko 5 SKX whatever it was never what they were selling for it was always more but the yeah. reason they were going for so so little it's because they flooded the market the, with a bunch of watches and gray dealers and this and that. So what Seiko's doing now, it's kind of cleaning everything of its uh, every the gray market up according to him as much as they can to correct the prices and bring them to what they used to be. So I I get it, but I do think they're going a little a little too much. I mean, you you can't much. recommend Seiko to new collectors anymore. Like it's no. not. I mean, it's you can. Feasible. Yeah, I mean, for the Seiko 5s, you can the the Seiko KX or whatever they call yeah. it. But, again, you get 100 meters water resistance. It's not an ISO diver. So I mean,
1: it's No screw-down crown.
0: Um, no yeah. screw-down crown. So, I mean, it's it's a good watch, but it's not a great value. I mean, I sure. saw that the Sarp 033 brand new, they're going for
1: $1,000 right now. I'm like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? How much are the, how much are the older ones going to? Not much farther. You know? They're, yeah. They're, they're, no, they're, they're in the same $700. expensive. I paid
0: a year and a half. No, two years ago, I picked this one up for three dollars pre-owned about $350, bucks. And now they were already going up cause it was discontinued already. But yeah. uh, I even thought that was a little up there, but I'm like, all right, uh, I'm willing, willing to pay maybe four fifty, five hundred 500 at the most for a SAR, but a thousand seven hundred 700 bucks. No,
1: <laughs> I just picked up a, uh Seiko Alpinist green dialed original Alpinist. And, Ooh. uh, yeah, and the, you'll see it on my Instagram. And uh, I
0: did see it, and I saw the price. It, I was it, like, it,
1: "Yeah, Fernando." And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not too far off from cost, you know, because yeah, I, no, I get it. I believe you. I, I, I want to make at least fifteen percent on everything because there's a lot of cost involved, you know. And but that's, that's nothing.
0: Fifteen percent margin is nothing.
1: But and and you know that's that's one of the things that I've always wanted to do, you know um, give people good value. So, um, if I can NLP. go to work and OP, never overpay. And I said, I'm last video. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, but, um, I I want to give them good value and I want them to get the best possible watch for the best possible price. And, uh, th- and that's why I, what I do all the time, you know, like this one here, the, 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 the Seiko, I had to pay up for it if I wanted it, you know, Other watches, sometimes I don't have to pay up that much, but most of the time right now with this crazy market, you got to pay up if you want it. But even paying up, I try to do my homework. I try to do my diligence and and get them as cheap as possible so I could clean them, do whatever I got to do, calibrate them, make sure they're 100% running to put them back on the market at, at a great price, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, you you hit on a on a point uh earlier. I don't know if uh if you said it on the podcast or while we were off the podcast, but we were talking about vintage watches. And basically at one point, when, when I actually got it just into collecting, vintage watches were crazy, right? I don't know crazy. if it was a Paul Newman Daytona that did it or whatever, but prices were just ridiculous, right? But with everything focusing more on the new market and Rolex, Rolex, Rolex. Is there good value to be had in vintage watches, and if so, uh, what what are some kind of brands that you recommend uh, for people to look at?
1: Okay, there's great values right now in vintage watches, but it's it's a very dangerous market. Number one, if you don't have a watchmaker three blocks away from your house, vintage is not for you. You know, if if you buy a watch. Okay, let's say you want a Omega Constellation with a 505 movement. Okay. Ooh, you're going to pay over
0: 1000 bucks right now, right?
1: You're going to pay over $3,000 for that oh, watch. But, never mind. <laughs> but the thing is, you, you have to see how much a donor movement is going to be for that watch. I always said, if, if you like vintage, it's always good to have a donor uh, movement for mm-hmm. your watch because you will need it. Eventually, you will need it. I have drawers and drawers and drawers and drawers of donor movements, you know, okay. for, for, for when I was doing a lot of vintage. Um, but, but there are a lot of good value. Omega, I think is going to be your number one value because you can get a solid gold uh, Seamaster 33 millimeter or 34 millimeter if you can live with that and pay around $1,200 for a watch like that. But if you think about it, a watch like that is going to melt. Melt means scrap. Scrap is like the doubles word in the watch market because a lot of watches have been melted. But it, it, you're protecting your money. You protect your money with gold. Let's say that, that that vintage Omega 34 millimeter, you have $600 worth of gold. So that means you're only paying $400 for the watch itself. Yeah. You know. So the worst that could happen if it breaks down and and it's too much to fix, take it take it to a, a jeweler and sell it for scrap. You know when it gets it. unfixable. You know where, where the cost doesn't meet the when it makes no sense to fix it. Yeah. You know so so you only lost four hundred dollars. What I'm trying to say is in the vintage market, it's still a great way to minimize your losses in the new market you can't minimize your losses because if you buy a uh, Zenith Defy, you know, that watch will drop 25% from the day you buy it right away. If you buy a Panerai, that watch will, will drop 60%. Yeah. You know, if you buy a, a Breitling, you know, you need psychiatric uh, evaluation if you buy one new, you No, know? So oh, man. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. There is nowhere to protect yourself when, when you're buying brand new watches. But in vintage market, you know, if you're smart about it, if you're patient and if you look around, there's there's plenty, plenty of value.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to somebody? I know who hyped this watch brand a lot. Universal Geneve. They've been out of business for a long time. Obviously, a lot of things are probably obsolete, but they keep hyping it up. It's a great value. And this is what you need to buy. And it's a pole router and it has something to do with Gerald Genta. And I mean, I see all that. But what do you have to say to that?
1: Well, here's the thing. You know, Houdinke, he sells watches. So he's going to up, you know, he's, he's going to make a lot of uh, commotion about, about anything he wants to sell. And he's doing it correctly because everything he puts up for sale, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's done within an hour. You know, it's like Black Friday <laughs> Houdinke. Every, every time he, br- he brings out a watch, you know, it's, there's people lining up. Uh, oh yeah, you know, th- through the door to buy the watch.
0: Yeah, but, and, and probably a lot of them are resellers because they know it's going to sell out and yeah. they can just flip it.
1: I'm guilty. I'm guilty because I bought, <laughs> I bought two of the Alpinist. I didn't buy one. I bought two. Really? You know? The oh, blue yeah. one. The blue one. I got eight oh nine, and my wife got I think six twenty something or something like that. You know, But we wow. had two, and and we made more than a thousand dollars combined on those watches. No way! Wow. And, and the only, and we didn't, we didn't put a price on them. We put them on eBay and we put them auction. started at 99 cents. We said, let the market do what the market does. Really? So, oh
0: man, you, that, uh, how, that's brave. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the, and the watches the last 30 seconds, you know, they were just jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping in price, you know, so, so I'm wow. guilty of, of doing what Hudinky did, you know, and, um, and Another, another. Um, I, I know you like him, Tristano from uh, Urban Gentry. He was so big, or he is still big, but he was so majorly big uh, four or five years ago. If if he spoke on Friday about a Timex that I could buy for a dollar, two dollars, because that's what I would pay for Timex vintage Timex, if really? he was wearing one, oh, yeah. If he was wearing one, I would buy, I would go to flea markets. I would go to any, anywhere I could find them because I know Monday, those watches that I paid five, $6 would be selling for a hundred, $150 wow. just because he's, that, that was the power. That's, you know, the power of YouTube, um, especially crazy. back then, you know, and back then I'm talking about three years ago, four years ago. Well, I mean, you, you have, a, let's,
0: let's give a little, Background history here. So Fernando, on his on your English uh, YouTube channel, you got about eleven thousand and change subscribers, uh, something um, like that. Yes. And in your Spanish one, you got over sixty thousand subscribers. That's a so, bigger
1: channel,
0: yes. So we were having a conversation that whenever you mention something or recommend something, you notice that whoever you recommend typically sells out.
1: That's oh, yeah. crazy. That is oh, crazy yeah. to me. The 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 Latin America um, community is watch crazy, and this is why I don't focus all my effort on high end because I focus my effort on general watches. You know, I'll talk I'll talk about a F ninety one Casio, and I'll talk about a Tudor, and I'll talk about a Rolex, because I I mean. I did it in English, too, um, where I was on vacation. I, I was at my house in the center of Mexico, it's called and I told my wife, let's go buy a brand new Rolex. And yeah, I, like, I saw that
0: video. You yeah. saw that one? And yeah, I saw she's that like,
1: one. She's like, you need a Rolex? That's I'm local. Like, No, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're yeah, crazy, know, by that, the way. <laughs> that, 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 that's what she said. She's like, do you need a Rolex? I'm like, no, I need a video. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because i hadn't make a, i hadn't made a video in spanish or english for for a few weeks or for almost a month month and a half yeah you're so like we I, need, we, I need
0: content we, i need content i need content
1: so we went out and we bought a rolex and it was a fun experience you know and um
0: must have been scary buying a rolex <laughs> Mexico, you watching your back it
1: wasn't you what you, oh it's it's just so incredibly like here you know people think that it's a different world but it's it's just totally like here and. And in the video, you'll see watches. This was four months ago, I want to say, four or five months ago. You saw a Milgauss, green, uh, uh, green Milgauss. Yeah. You saw a 36-millimeter Tiffany Blue Oyster, not the 41. Yeah. If, if, if you observe the video, you'll see a few two-tone, they, uh, not Daytona two-tone Submar- Submariners. And a whole bunch of they just, and, and the one I bought, I bought a uh, 39 millimeter recently discontinued um, uh, OP. Dang. You know,
0: I'm sure you well, flipped that thing real quick.
1: Oh, I got back to Chicago <laughs> and I sold it with.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, Man, I was... you would have gone for that Tiffany blue. Woo. Have you seen what they're trading for? <laughs> I,
1: you know, I should have, I would have, I, I, you know, but you know, it's it was just the content that I wanted to create that you yeah. can go to other places and, and find anything you want, you know, but, but, it, it, you know, as, as far as Latin America, they're going crazy for watches, everything, cool. in Mexico right now, especially it's a very, very hot market. Colombia is a very hard, hot market, all these other places. And, and not, I take care of the, um, um, the affordable watches. Okay. But if you see other major, major channels, they're, they're buying richard Mills down there no buying, really? oh yes Wait, oh, Spanish got... channels
0: because I you need yes. to tell me what the name is I, I, I will I, tell I, you I what their
1: name is you know and and you'll see you'll see big dealers coming back from Mexico you know buying expensive expensive watches wow you know so so that's the thing now we can't underestimate anybody.
0: Yeah, man, No, the, the watch thing is, is getting crazy. I mean, when I first got into it, it was all about the hobby and loving it and all yes. that. But everything that I keep hearing now is about investing, 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 which kind of takes the fun away from it, if I'm yeah. being honest in, in, in a way, because sometimes when I want to wear my SKX, I'm like... And I remember when I used to wear this and just just my watch. But now knowing that they're going up in value and they're only going to keep going up in value. I'm like, I really it can't be my beater watch anymore. Granted, yeah. they're not going to be worth a few thousand dollars. I doubt it. But still, even my Sarb, I used to just wear like whatever. It's all scratched up. And now I'm like, ooh, I better be careful with this
1: guy. Yeah, because now, now between those two watches, you have over a thousand dollars. It's you know? stupid. I just, but, oh man. But remember when you bought them, everybody was uh, pooping on them. Like yep. the SKX, it's, it's just a piece of garbage. It's folded yeah. aluminum, blah, blah, Seven blah. 7S26 movement, can't whine it, yeah, can't hack it. Can't hack it, can't anything. And look at them now. And look at them now, you know. Yeah. On certain, the, the, the first generation of Orange Monsters, you can't touch them anymore. Oh, you know, the, yeah. th- These watches are astronomically <laughs> expensive, especially... Yep. Especially if you've been in the hobby for a few years. This is key right here. If you've been in the hobby for a few years and you're used to paying $110 for a brand new SKX on eBay, and, and, and then you want to buy a new one and now you got to pay $400 or $600 for a new SKX, you know, it's like, what, what, what am I doing? You know, yeah. they, I mean, a few minutes ago they were $110 brand new, you know, and, and now they're going for this kind of money. It's It's unreal.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Well, hopefully it goes well for you, man. I'm I'm sure you're going to sell you. the the Alpinist and and whatever and everybody Everything listening. Sells. Yeah, any, anybody listening anybody watching. This guy's he's he's a good guy. Um he he's been around the block for a long time uh and he's on YouTube. You can find him everywhere obviously. But if money was no object, right? And somebody told you, "Hey, see, here's all the money in the world. Build a perfect three watch
1: collection. What are you what are you buying?" What am I buying? I'm buying a vintage Omega Seamaster 300. Really? All the money in the world. You, you all have the all money the money in the world. world. I have all the money in the world. I I, I want to go back to the principles of watchmaking. You know the principles of popularity. I don't want to go to what popularity made them now. I want I I would want to go to where they started. You know, so I would probably buy a Paul Newman Daytona. You know, probably buy that and. Um, third one. What would I buy? I don't know what the third one was, but would be. But those two definitely. Seamaster three hundred, you know, with with the broad arrow, um, the the very first one that came yeah. out in nineteen sixty seven, something, you know, and uh, and and a Paul Newman Daytona. Even though I'm not a Rolex fanboy, but <laughs> like I said, it's what it's what made them what they are now, you know. And yeah. I can't think of a third one, but I'll probably I would probably buy another Seiko patty. Oh, nice! Nice. They're 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 so good watches. I love them.
0: I thought you were gonna say like Patek or AP or Bacheron or something crazy.
1: Those are watches to flip. You know, for (laughs) me, those are watches to flip. They're not watches to keep. I keep the old stuff. I keep the good the stuff that I that I really enjoy.
0: You know, and
1: and if I can't enjoy it, there's no reason in me uh, having it.
0: You know. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I've seen a lot of your videos is you were a huge fan of like Lemania movements. Oh, uh, Love right?
1: anything with a Lemania. Love everything with an Angelus or, or a, a Minerva movement. You know, um, long jeans uh, w- with the ZN13 made the the perfect, perfect, perfect uh, uh, chronograph movements. I'm a chronograph guy, so that's I always love a good chronograph. I mean, so I don't. It's
0: th- I don't hear you talking too much about Speedies,
1: like vintage Speedies and stuff like that. They're overhyped. I like to talk about watches that people can get their hands on. <laughs> okay. You know, if 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 the normal, if the average Joe can't get their hands on, uh, on that watch, you know, it's it's something that's you know, it doesn't interest me. I want I want something that you can enjoy and I can enjoy and we could talk about it because there's, I can't talk to a guy that has only Pateks and only Richard Mills and only you know high-end watches. This I don't, I know nothing about them. I don't know what it feels like, you know, yeah, but, I see. but if I could, if, if I could talk with people within, within my circle, you know, that knows what a Panerai, that knows what a Rolex thought, you know, that knows what, um, you know, uh, uh, old Angelos, uh, you know, so, something like that, you know, that, that's a conversation I'd like to have. But talking yeah. to people that are watch snobby, you know, that that only talk about the uh, highest of the high, it it, it does not inform me, you know. I I'd like to think I'm a down to earth or broke, whatever you want to call me, uh, watch collector.
0: No, nah, I mean knowledgeable, and you've been around the block, so it sounds like hype kind of turns you off, uh, yes. and you kind of run away from it because I'm sure you probably do like vintage Rolex, right? And oh, yes. you, you like them a lot at one point, but now what they are, it just turns you off. I,
1: I, I get it, it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense when 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 a defect starts to be um a plus, you know, when a spider webbing uh oh, dial starts starts to cost it's you. Patina, it's patina, Fernando. Yeah. It's patina,
0: okay? Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> it's over it's, <laughs> it's over oiling and it's over uh exposure exposure to moisture that's all oh, it man. is. you know the uh, only thing the only thing that uh that, that i like when it patinas it's it's like a sunburst style or, oh, okay. or not a sunburst what when the dial just uh the colors just tone down you know got it, I, got I, it. i love it when that happens when the when the dials tone down and uh, no spotting, no nothing. And just a toned down dial. Yeah. That that I love when it used to be a black dial and now it's a brown dial. Yeah, that I do like. You know. Do you like the but
0: bezels it, fading, like the aluminum? Fading bezels. When bezels they fade.
1: I love fading bezels okay. too. You know, that's something that that re I, I really really like that. You know, because um, I don't know that that does something to me. You know, and yeah. Um, yeah. If you see in my back, like, I have some bells and some coins. Those are the coins you're not gonna be able to see them, but those are highly toned coins, which is oh. patina in the in the coin market, you know. So tone, to me is it's it's something that I really liked a lot.
0: That's pretty cool. Something I, I, I absolutely love and I love in my vintage uh, speedmaster is the tritium when it turns that kind of creamy. Yes. Oh man, that's so cool.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome.
0: Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm curious to know, so you've handled a lot of watches because obviously you sell them, you review them, you do all kinds of things. So can you tell me of a time that you got a watch that underwhelmed you when you got it, that you were like, oh, this is going to be good, and it was just so underwhelming. And then on the flip side, when well, you got it, and you're like, whoa, this exceeded my expectations.
1: Okay, let me, let me start with uh, the one that I thought it was going to be nice, but it wasn't nice. Okay. Ooh, micro brands. I done two micro brands and both of them were a piece of crap. I think every single (laughs) micro brand on the market is uh, it's worthless and not worth uh, to me. Okay. Not worth strong words to me. Yes. (laughs) And mentioning them. So that, so micro brands, anything to do with micro brands Um, because they, they they start at a high price point and um, they do nothing for the collector. You know, they do, they do, they do harm to the community with their high prices. If if they wanted to build a good watch, they would build a watch and and price it at, at you know at a very very reasonable price, so we could check it out, and then you know they could have credibility that way. So so
0: paint a picture for me, just because obviously we've had a lot of uh, CEOs of microbrands on the show, and, ooh, and I'm friends with you some. Got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 And everybody has their opinion, but. In your opinion, what is a good price point? So let's say dive watch, 200 meters water resistance, NH35 movement, sapphire NH35 crystal, 35. you know, sapphire, NH3, sapphire ceramic bezel, okay. uh, you know, uh bracelet that's, that's uh, all solid, solid links, solid end links, milk clasp, mm-hmm. interesting packaging and interesting design, nothing off catalog, right? So something that they actually designed themselves, what would you recommend somebody pay for that and again it's not an investable item it's just you buy it because you like it and and you like it and that's it you know but don't think of selling it uh so what's what's good
1: so the company let's 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 see this uh hypothetical so the company only designed it everything was outsourced uh
0: yeah 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 correct okay
1: so the the company only uh took a dirty and okay got
0: a Correct. Correct. And
1: $700. They <laughs> there you go. Okay. So a good price point, nothing over $200. Really? Really. Got really. it. Wow. Okay. Here it is. Save money on the packaging because packaging it's only good for videos. When you do, So it could knock down three minutes of the videos. You want to make videos more than 10 minutes, guys. So, the, you know, yeah. that way with algorithm pushes you a little bit more but 11 minutes minimum. But packaging is good for two minutes of video, okay? So save money on the packaging and the watch. Um, sapphire crystals are $30, uh, you know, anywhere and everywhere, especially if you're buying hundreds of them. They're going to be around the $25, $25 range for sapphire crystals. The movements are going to be $35, $40 if you buy a bunch of them and the cases and the manufacturing, you're gonna be in it for like about $145 per watch. So I think if you make $75 per watch, you you should be able to convince the community to pay you more. I'm not saying you're gonna stay at $200. I'm saying you're going to convince the community with a great value, awesome product, for your second round or third round where where you could come in and ask a little bit more from the community, but you're not going you're not going to try to take advantage from the beginning like they all do because the cheapest microbrand I see out there is four four to eight hundred dollars. That's that's the range I see them, if not more.
0: Okay, you know so fair enough. So so manufacturing in house is big for you, but how many? of those big watch brands out there don't really manufacture their own stuff and they get them in China and then they bring them in and assemble them. Cause we've heard from CEO yes. actually from uh, yes. Christopher Ward. I don't know if you know, Christopher Ward, we we had yes. Mike twice on the show already and he's very transparent. He's like, look, you know, I can't tell you the name of the brand, but you guys know who it is. It's a big brand. We manufacture our cases and a lot of things in the same place they do, but their prices are crazy and we don't charge those kind of prices. So, okay. They, you so know.
1: they might be talking about long games, they, might be, they might be talking about Omega, they might be talking about Glechute, you know, something somebody within the swatch company they might be talking about, but you know what? They earned that right. They earned it. They, Omega's they, they've been in business since 18, whatnot, you know. So they've earned the right to do what they do. You know. Um, let's, say he, let's say he was talking about Omega, uh, hypothetically you know omega has uh retail stores all around the country they earn the right to to manufacture watches the, the, the way they do you know because they've been doing it forever they 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 already gave us great value you know because even a few years ago gray market would take would take all the overproduced omegas and sell you you could get a speedmaster for Three years ago, for like about thirty-one hundred dollars, thirty-three hundred dollars. Wow, depending where you would go, you know. So I don't want to say names of places or online places, but (laughs) that's what they would go for. Thirty-one to thirty-nine, depending on which one you would you would want. You know, so they earned the right to do that. Microbrands, they have not earned the right to do that. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're not gonna charge more later like Seiko is perhaps like you know, like Seiko charging you know much more for their watches right now, but I'm saying, you know, do something for the community, you know, and then and then when once they're established, then charge them. You know, Ming, we mentioned Ming before, and mm-hmm. Ming is a micro brand, but they 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 touch that watch, they they you know it's hand polished. It's hand it, the the movement. It's it's hand decorated. Every, everything on that watch is is perfectly beautifully made, and it's it's not a micro brand anymore. It's a, it's an independent. It's, it's an a total different brand. story. It's an in, but they became an independent from a microbrand, you know. But they, they they earned the right. I understand.
0: I understand. So the likes of like MBNF and F.P. Jorn, they're obviously high in your book. Like you respect those people.
1: I respect oh, MBNF, obviously, you know, um, what, what he does. And, and Jorn, I mean, there's he's an amazing watchmaker. You know, yeah. Moser, incredible watches. Ind- Independents don't share my same um, my same opinion as uh, micro brands. Independents, they, they make a limited amount of watches they they really make their watches you know and um and they, they take care of customers but I'm not going to put Richard meal here because he, they don't take care of nobody <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> these other people, you know they 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 take care of the customers with the quantity they produce with the skews they put out because that's another way to uh protect your customers not having a thousand skews out there you know and uh and, and limited production, you know, limited production is standing behind their product. And that's what micro brands don't do. They don't stand behind their product. They just push it out there till they go out of business. And they go out of business till people are fed up. And then they'll just make another name, another drawing on a piece of paper and start a new one.
0: Got it. I, I guess also the, the thing with Jorn and MBNF and those guys is that their prices really expensive uh and also getting them is nearly impossible right because they're hype pieces now so man
1: but they I, I weren't at one time no you that, know? you're right you they, are they right. were what? They were desirable at one point they made themselves you know they made themselves giving great value because jorn uh, uh a few years ago i want to say eight or nine or ten years ago you, you could get a yarn at a great price you know and um and they work from you know from from that point on. And you could get a yarn at a great price when they were making less watches than today. You know, um, so so yeah, it, it, it's, all, it's all about making your brand. Make yeah. your brand. That's what I'm saying. Make it.
0: Got it. So let's go back to the question. So you you told me what watches underwhelmed you, micro brands, but what about the flip side? Which watch did you get? And you're like, wow, this is incredible. The bomb is the, the one. Bon well, oh, Monsieur, this
1: the other day I did a review about a Longines Hydroquest.
0: Okay, Hydroquest. Longines
1: yeah. Hydroquest, forty-three millimeter ceramic bezel, um, beautiful watch. Um, it it beat at twenty-five thousand one hundred uh, vibrations, which is uh, you know abnormal, and uh, just an incredible piece. And th- the retail on that watch was like fifteen hundred dollars. Right. You know, the, the full retail. And I, you could get them right now any, anywhere from 800 to $1,200. You right. know, so almost new. But the quality, the quality and the polishing, it, it was just a, an incredible watch. Incredible watch.
0: So let me ask you something, because obviously you you know a lot about older brands and stuff like that. Longines, I know, used to be a big brand. They used to give Omega a run for their money Number and everything. One. What happened? Because now, if you're wearing a long jeans, people go, "Oh yeah, you know they don't."
1: Yeah, it's so a long jeans. Is... Yeah, it's a long oh, jeans. Yeah, yeah that, nothing major, nothing major. And I have one here. It's a beautiful long jeans. Oh, uh, wow! Flagship. The back with the enamel. Look at I don't that. know. If you can... Yeah, the that back looks with awesome. the enamel. It's just a beautiful, beautiful watch. And uh, what happened to long jeans? The '80s had beautiful long jeans. You know, uh, technology the Quartz Revolution. Mm. And it, it was just a brand that, that it, they, they're coming, they're, they're, they're coming up strong, you know, they're, they're fighting for a spot. I've seen them, I've seen them yes. come up, yeah. And, and but the the price range they're fighting, it's a very, very saturated price range because you got long jeans, you got Rado, especially like here in the, the United States, only a few brands, you know, uh, uh flores, like long jeans a few years ago, nobody knew about long jeans here. That this was all in Mexico and South America. Rado, Rado was from Pakistan to China, Asia, Asia China. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Mexico, Colombia, that, but Rado here, and then Captain Cook came along and Rado started to uh right. you know, but Rado competes with long jeans. Oris, Oris is a monster oris is such a great brand you know and it's it's hard to it's yeah. hard to fight with oris you know the the value they give you and and yeah. just amazing watches amazing or yep. is one of those brands. there I you know. go oh you can't see yeah. it right here right there, yep. there you pointer go. this is uh, pointer from date.
0: the 60s i think so now you can't see it but it's from the 60s my mom gave it to me so i put it on this bracelet but beautiful watches
1: yeah great sure. watches Great watches, you know, they've always said we're using Solita movements and uh, we're not playing the ETA game and they're all in-house. They're, they're a small company. It's, it's just a, a great company. So that's what happens to Longines and uh, Swatch Group, I think, happens to Longines I now. Mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, Swatch I think Swatch only group... cares about certain things. Yeah, games. Omega,
0: that's their baby. Yeah? So. But that, that's basically it. Yeah man. So let me let me put you on the hot seat here with some quick fire questions. So I'll 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 do a few just cuz I'm I'm interested and you don't have to elaborate just just give me an answer and we'll move on. Uh Swiss or Japanese? Swiss. Mm, okay, okay. Rolex or Omega? Omega? I think I know the answer. <laughs> Omega. <laughs> okay. Um Michael
1: Kors or Invicta? Oof. So <laughs> you do this. So you saying Ross or, or TJ Maxx? Because it's either or to buy one of those. Okay, let's, let's go and Victor. that.
0: Okay. <laughs> let me let me see. One last one. One last one. Uh, man, this is gonna be a tough one. Uh quartz or mechanical.
1: Depends on the quartz, but mainly mechanical, but okay. there's some awesome quartz. There are some awesome quartz watches out there. You know, got it. And by quartz, I mean mean electric watches like the Acutron Acutron. Love those watches. Vintage uh, oyster quartz. Beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been inside of one of those. No, but
0: good luck getting one of those. They're hype.
1: Oh (laughs) Oh my God. And and every single one I've touched, they don't work and nobody can fix them. (laughs) (laughs) They look cool though.
0: They look cool. (laughs) It's not running, but it looks cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So swap them this
0: So, you know what, let me, I want to pick your brain before I let you go, because obviously you're super connected with the, with the different market than, than the U S and Invicta people hate Invicta here in the U S obviously for many different reasons, whatever. But I noticed that in the Latin America, uh, you know, countries maybe, and I, I might be completely wrong, but maybe they don't hate it as much. Am I, am I wrong? Or do they still hate it as much? They
1: they didn't hate it as much until I came along. So
0: Fernando,
1: come <laughs> here comes Fernando, along, and I, t- I tell everybody Invictus not a bad watch, you know. It's 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 not. It's a Zodiac is not a bad watch, you know. Which are the same, um, but what I what I was seeing in those markets is that they would have thirteen Invictus. They were, those markets, they, they, they would buy a watch box and they needed to fill their watch box. Mm. And, and what, what I showed them on my channel, what I was teaching, what I'm still teaching on my channel is that those, every single slot of that watch box is sacred. Don't just do it. Don't just, don't just have a body count for say, you know, Makes sense. appreciate yeah. it. Love it. And, and even if it takes you 25 years to, to fill out that, that uh, watch box, make sure you do it with, with pieces that you really, really appreciate it and not rush into. And and, okay. I, and like I was telling you, that, you know, I like I say in my channel, buy Invictus, buy one. Just buy one. One is enough, you know. But if you have 13, if you have 13 $100 Invictus, now you have yeah. a launching HydroQuest. Right, you know, if you have a thousand uh, crap watches, and and then you're you're hating the world because everybody says that uh, that um, Aorus is affordable. It is right. affordable, and they're like, but i but but I don't have the money. You don't think you have the money, but you went out and you bought every single thing for two and five and ten dollars that right. that you found. And right. and you just crammed it into slip locks and, and now you know you don't know what to do, you know. So right. you did have the money, you just didn't have the um the patience, the, the, to, save up the patience to save up for it. Patience to save up for it. Well That's you know it what is. it
0: is, it's 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 us influencers and and blame ourselves that we put out videos. With new stuff and we make things look cool and obviously you got people doing really cool stuff with the way they talk or their videography or photography or it's, it's influencing you man because it's, yes. it's just infomercials infomercial so it's like how it is. honestly like if you want to save up for a piece like don't watch youtube <laughs> don't go no. on instagram just you're right just, you know just just save up for that piece that you really want because it, it is really hard you know to to save it up is. $1,000. I mean, it, it depends for some people, whatever it's not, but $500 is, is a lot of money for a lot of people. And sure. and yeah, no, I, I look at my collection too. And I was going the other day and I'm like, I have too many things. A lot of things were given to me, which I'm grateful Good. for, obviously for the channel, but some things I'm like, I did spend money on this and it was cool then. But if I would have saved a little bit more now I would have pieces that I could genuinely, not just flip and retain and maybe give us an heirloom, but you could feel the quality difference between honesty, a Seiko and a tutor like it's it's sure
1: it's it's night and day <laughs> night, and, night day. and day,
0: and it feels great wearing them too you know it, it 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 brings this sense of accomplishment that you're like, you know what, I've been working hard enough." I am responsible. I take care of my family. So now it's time to reward myself a little bit. Now there's nothing wrong with rewarding yourself with a hundred dollar watch. That's fine. But if watches is your passion, you know, and everybody knows that a hundred bucks, go ahead, go big, go big, go home and just don't break the bank or don't buy it on credit and just buy something nice because this is men's jewelry. This is all we have. You know what I mean? That's how we wear. That's how we wear. That's all we wear. But, uh, well. Uh, you wear chains and stuff, but now I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I
1: don't. <laughs> no, you, no, you never. You never do. Okay. <laughs> no, no. That, I only wear a watch. But you
0: only wear on a, a watch.
1: On the, on the flip side of the token, on the flip side of the token, um, people that have watches, mid tier watches, Breitling, mm-hmm. let's say Panerai, let's say other mid tier, you, you name them, and they're sick of those watches because the, the YouTube is just pounding and pounding and mm-hmm. pounding on those watches, and it's a crap watch, and you shouldn't wear it and what were you thinking i tell people you know don't force yourself put it away put it away for 6 right. months don't look yeah. at the watch don't look at the watch don't talk to the watch don't think about the watch you know and and in 6 to 7 months you're going to take it out and it's going to be the most amazing piece that you've ever seen you know and you know don't, don't go don't go and sell it and lose a bunch of money on it you know because because the watches, everybody's talking trash about it and you don't like it anymore. So yeah. it works both ways. Don't buy a 100 Invictus, only buy one. And don't sell your decent collection because uh, YouTube is telling you or Instagram. Yeah. Or, or they might say, nobody tells me what to do. They're wrong. It's a lie. They're getting, it's a lie. They, they, they're getting that earworm every time somebody says something bad about a certain watch. You know, they're getting that earworm inside. So, you know, if you have that, that link and you absolutely hate it, put it away and come back in six months. You'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, oh, you're, it's, you're, you're it right. happens.
0: It happens to all of us. Yeah. It happens all to us. all of us. And then seller's remorse is the worst because then at oh, the rate that the market God. is moving, you're going to be yeah. like, wait, but I bought it for this much. Now it's this much. So it's yeah. great advice. Great advice. Just yeah. put it away. Forget about it
1: or change oh, yeah. the strap.
0: Start with the strap change.
1: Something, yes, you Change know, do something it. to it. But sellers' remorse is is terrible. You know, sellers' yeah. remorse is is terrible. I'll tell you a quick story. When I when I I bought a house in Chicago, I was it was 2010, 2010 I bought a a Rolex uh, a Pepsi 1610, 1607. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the reference. I'm terrible reference. that's Terrible. But Rolex Pepsi transition of fat lady. I. A friend of mine couldn't sell this watch for nothing. Box papers. Oh, I've it. heard
0: the story. Yes, yes, yes. It's she couldn't. She
1: couldn't sell this watch for anything, you know. And and uh and th- this is this is like like what did I do? Story, you know. I had yeah. to sell that watch. I gave I gave him three grand for the watch. I sold the, the watch for five grand. Oh, you know, it, it it was a it was a nice two thousand dollar profit. I'm like, I did good. I'm buying a house. I need the money. You know, I yeah. couldn't keep it. Uh, and, and I've never been in the business of keeping watches. So come past a few years, past a few more years, this, right now, this is a $50,000 watch you know, oh that I sold God. for $5,000. Yeah, oh but, my God. And, and that's not the only one. Like I've sold so many, so many uh, Omega Constellation pie pans uh, for $800 to $900. That was the market back then. You know, yeah. so, so seller's remorse, Comes to me, it's like I should have bought Bitcoin at three thousand. I should have bought Bitcoin oh, at nine thousand. I shouldn't even get yeah. me started.
0: <laughs> so, Tesla, yeah. Amazon.
1: No, I can't. But but you know what? I got my two thousand Chiba annuals. So I mean, <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we 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 go to where we're not supposed to. We'd all be rich. We'd all be rich, you know. Yeah. So and, and with watches too, you know. We, if if everybody could time the market. We would all be rich. But... Oh, we
0: would all be rich, you know. But but the the honestly, the core of watch collecting is buy what you like, but be uh be smart about it. Don't overpay. Sure. But yes. but hey, if you like an Invicta, if you like a whatever the hell you like, just buy go for it. it. But, buy it. But but if you want to get people's respect, and you're thinking that buying a a Kenneth Cole or something is going to get you the respect, then do a little bit of research. And maybe get yourself just like uh, an entry level Seiko or or Citizen EcoDrive or something, you know, and then just something like that.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, there's a lot of good watches out there. And that's what we we could we could bash YouTube and we could bash Instagram that we're influencing and telling people what to buy. But also on the flip side, there's some great resources out there. You could just uh, click away and and start typing on your phone and you're going to see what a good value is. You know, the other day I wanted a lawnmower. So I started clicking away and saying, mm-hmm. and, and reading reviews of lawnmowers, which one is better, which one doesn't work that much, which one is not going to be so hard for my wife to push around, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got her a self propelled one. Yeah, no, well, there you go. <laughs> no the, excuses. I mean, <laughs> no excuses. So, you know, <laughs> it, you, th- there's a lot of information out there yeah. to, uh, i agree at your fingertips so you could use it both ways you could use it to harm you or you could use it to benefit you 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 know yeah it it, it all depends you know i
0: i completely agree it's a double-edged sword this whole social media thing but but you know what thanks to social media we've we we found each other otherwise how in the world would you and i be talking we
1: would never know about any we would never know about this
0: yeah and and, and and the cool thing honestly the whole thing with watch collecting is not so much about the watches they are cool, but it's more about the friendships and the connections sure. and the like-minded people and the struggles of like, I mean, we just spend an hour talking about things that maybe normal people would be like, what are they talking about? Watches? Like watches? These little Damn. dumb
1: things, nobody even wears yeah. those
0: anymore. Like, what are they yeah, talking about? they don't
1: about? have a cell phone. They right,
0: but it, it's, it's it's not about that. It's, it's a lot deeper no. than that. And if, if you're watching this or listening to this and you're new into the hobby, just be ready because it's gonna it's gonna get hard you're gonna want everything and one advice one advice I have for you anybody getting started into this hobby is take it easy I mean go slow really learn what you like what you don't like what style what size what complication because you could be like oh I love all chronographs and then later on you're like no I probably should have gone with a dress piece or a dive watch or field watch whatever
1: you know sure (laughs) sure it's 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 a hobby that there is a million different styles and there's a yeah. million different brands and but like you said first of all buy what you like you know if it's gonna bring a big smile to your face yeah buy that watch but it doesn't matter what I think about it because it's all subjective at the end it you is know, it, it is buy yeah. what you like buy what you love and, and you know buy what you're gonna be able to enjoy and you know if you're gonna buy a watch. To uh, keep it in the safe because you don't want anything to happen to it. You're starting wrong.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Or you're not a watch collector. You're an investor at that or point.
1: You're, you're yes. You're you're trying to uh, to to buy something to make money. Which there's nothing wrong with it either. You know, but but to I, I think that to make money in watches, you got to love them first. You know. Then yeah, yeah. Because the market they would is treat so crazy. Good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Because the market is so crazy that if you lose money, at least you'll be like, "Well, I love the watch anyway, so I didn't yeah. buy it because of the investability. I bought it more because of the aesthetic, or it just speaks to me, or whatever, you know." So,
1: and when you can buy a watch for ten dollars and wear it for a year and sell it for nine dollars, and you're like, "I wore this watch for a year and it only cost me a dollar," you know, it's like that's that's if you're doing it for investment, that's a great investment. Yeah, you know, and if you're doing it for whatever for whatever you're doing it you know when you get to wear something and you bought it so smart that you're only losing basically nothing on there and getting all your money back so so you could go buy something else that that this is a great hobby I I know no other hobby that lets you do this you know because cars you need insurance you need plates you did this you need so so much other things you know um yeah I know no other hobby like watches gives you so much joy and there's so much to talk about and you know they're just it's just a great hobby to be in
0: yeah and one last piece of advice or a little little quick story before we we sign off here, so my relationship with my dad is not great, not that we don't get along, but we just we just don't really talk too much, you know and I never knew that he even had watches in his collection or even like watches and um so let me tell you a quick story. So we we recently met up with my dad about a week and a half ago, he just called us out of the blue said, Hey, I want to I want to hang out with you guys and go for dinner before Thanksgiving. Like, okay, cool. You know, and he knows I like watches. I don't even think he knows I have a YouTube channel I didn't really bring it up to him. But he knows I'm absolutely crazy about watches. And he's told me little stories. And he gave me two years ago, his vintage Bulova Accutron uh, gold plated that he'd had from the 70s. And he bought you know, uh, at a yard sale for a dollar and kept it for all these years and took it off his wrist when I asked him and he gave it to me. So that was a very special moment two years ago. Nice. Right. And it's still in my collection. Um, so this time he actually came prepared and I didn't know this. He gave me and I don't, I don't have a handy, but I'll make a video. It's a vintage Alsta. Alsta is a brand Alsta. that uh, is, they came out in the, in, in the movie jaws with their dive watch, but this is a, a dress piece, but So that was cool, right? But that was, uh, he didn't take it off the riz. He had a little Ziploc bag. He wanted to give it to me. It was, uh, again, in his collection since like the 70s or 80s. And he he told me the story of how he got it. So that was pretty cool. But before we left, he, he told me, he's like, you know what? I've been forgetting to bring this to you. He's like, uh, so we're from Mexico, obviously, and uh, you're not my grandfather, but my great grandfather had a pocket watch uh, and I believe it was an Elgin. He doesn't remember, but uh, it was his. Then when he passed away or before he passed away, he gave it to my grandfather. My grandfather died when he was 33. uh, And my dad was only seven years old. So obviously I never met my granddad. So when he passed away, his sister, my grandpa's sister kept the watch and didn't tell anybody. Then when my dad was old enough, a few years back, when he went to Mexico to visit his family, his aunt came and said, Hey, this was your grandfather's and it was your dad's and it's yours now. And it's a family heirloom. And he, my dad goes, he's like, I don't know if you even knew that existed. I'm like, I had no clue. He's like, so I have it with me in my possession. I'm gonna give it to you, and I want nice. you to to inscribe it with your great grandpa's name, your grandpa's name, my name, your name, and obviously your son wants to give it to him. And it just, oh man, I got chills when he told me that because I'm like, sure. this watch is probably from the 1800s. I mean, it's been it's been it's old, you know. I, I don't even know machine. what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's so cool. So, what I was trying to get at is if the thing about watches i know they're hype and everything but these things go back as a generational thing and think sure. back your father your grandfather your great-grandfather these things were tools for them so i guarantee if you dig around or talk to your family maybe you could uncover some really cool treasures you know so
1: oh yeah oh yeah and and what your story tells me is that you know even though your grandfather your great-grandfather your father they were watch geeks like we were you know, isn't that there, crazy there, it runs in my veins still, baby <laughs> but there is still the watch there, there's still a story in the watch yeah that came down to you and, and there's so many stories like that you know because um that's like like we said before it's the only thing we wear you know and um you know it's it, it's what we appreciate it's what we appreciate what we love and i know my dad wore a watch for most of his life my grandfather as well you know and uh and and it's it's so easy to hand down a watch, you know, because yeah. it's it's something that you always hold so personal to you.
0: Absolutely, and then when you look back in pictures, it's like, oh, there he is wearing that watch when he wearing was that X, watch. Y, and Z. He was wearing yeah. that watch. Now I have it. And it's time to pass it down. These things outlive us as long as you take care of them, you know.
1: So that as long as you take care of them, yeah, yeah. As long as you sure. buy spare movements and eBay, <laughs> they'll keep running forever.
0: <laughs> and you have a whole drawer, drawer full of them, just like Fernando. So, anyways, Fernando, right. where where can people find you? You mind sharing your Instagram and your YouTube? Sure.
1: Instagram, I'm at Fernando. I'm, it's Fernando I'll put it up on my the screen. Name, but we're missing an name at the end. It's Fernando Seven H. And uh, that's an Instagram. That's where you could find um, a, a lot of things uh, about me. Uh, in Spanish. Todo reloj con Fernando. That's in Spanish. English. I'm revamping my English channel. Collecting vintage watches. I know a lot of people would love to have that name on YouTube right now, but uh, I've ha- I've had it for years and years and years now. And uh, collecting vintage watches is coming back. We're doing a. Lo- we're going to start doing a lot of. Um, A lot of fixing a lot of working on watches and and just just talking about watches not we're not a rolex channel we are a bot channel so we're going to talk about anything and everything that that comes that comes to mind
0: yeah honestly when i first discovered your channel i fell in love with it because you were just real you weren't about the hype you weren't about this you were just like hey i've been into watches for a long time I actually yeah. work on these things, and I'm I'm looking at them for the for their face value for what they have, what kind of movement, what kind of material. I don't care about what the market is dictating, no. this, and, and I love that, you know. So yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 there's a, there, there's a you know every watch is a sweetheart, so that we could do it. It doesn't have to be uh, what do you say hood horology yeah so, hot horology yeah hot horology whatnot you know i can't yeah. even pronounce that so <laughs> uh, just uh, down to earth mexican down here you know th- there I you go watches. man
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm so happy you know i've done so uh, almost 100 episodes and i don't think i've ever number one i never done a one-on-one with another uh person nice. from mexico so thank you so much i hope everybody appreciated this this episode this is really special it's like talking to family right here because we're we connecting a, in, a, in a different level not just from uh from a watch perspective but we're the same nationality so it's really really That's cool right. but uh all right fernando well thank you so much everybody listening watching uh happy thanksgiving i'm going to try to get this out by thanksgiving so people could at least listen to it um and if you're outside of the u.s just just remember be happy uh and and just don't be a snob <laughs> and don't be a snob. uh don't be a snob don't be a snob collect what you like and as always stay humble